Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Let's bring on in Doug Mouton and try to make me a little happier here. WWL-TV sports director. Doug did not hear any part of that conversation, so I'm sure he was on hold for the last 30 seconds going, oh my goodness, what in the world's going on with Seth? Uh, Doug, save me here. What's up, man? Seth is angry. That's what I know. <laughs> but That's I, all I know. Yeah, yeah. No, I just uh, I don't even go into it. Uh, we'll just leave no, it at that. Yeah, let's not. Yeah, right. let's not go into that. Uh, uh, Doug, how you doing, man? We're almost I'm to good. the regular season. Oh, well, I love, well let, let me say this, Seth. Like today, yesterday, today, like this is as good a time as there is in the year. You know what I mean? Uh, Tulane kicks off tomorrow. Seth Eastern kicks off tomorrow. Uh, LSU and Nichols kick off on Saturday. You know, the Saints have the final preseason game tomorrow, and then their season is a week away. Like, this is yeah. this is the time when it's all sort of percolating and, you know, optimism is high everywhere. And it's just a fun time, like, this week. And it's not three weeks ago where it seems like it's still far off. Like, it's here, and that's a good thing. Yeah, it is. I, I want to get to like a lot of Saints with you in just a second. But first, I want to go a little off topic. I know you you and I have talked a couple of times about the baby cakes. Um, they're wrapping it up here in New Orleans, going to Wichita next year. Uh, today and tomorrow, their last couple of games. Uh, Chris Miller in our newsroom kind of broke a story and piggybacked with some others that, uh, well, the active ownership group right now has kind of been blocking – the LSED and SMG from finding a new tenant. Um, I opened the show with a monologue saying, I mean, this is uh, this is bad business by them. And it, it, Doug, I'll be honest, it kind of, you know, talked about me getting angry, kind of infuriated me a little bit. Uh, you have any parting thoughts on the baby cakes here as they leave town? Well, first of all, uh, I'm not sure the AAA model is the one that works here. Um, you know, the stadium needs some work. I mean, look, there's there, there, this team has some issues. It, before, and I know people got angry when they changed the name. But if you went to, to for instance, like my, my niece, my baby niece, she's in her 30s. Like she wrote me, this is horrible. This is terrible. I can't believe they did this. And I wrote her back and said, when was the last time you actually went to a game? And she wrote back, LOL, maybe five years ago. It's like their attendance was it was horrible before that. Um, And I say it's okay that AAA baseball is leaving. And I've actually talked to a lot of baseball people about it. I'm not sure it's a bad thing if there is a year where there is no baseball here. I'm not sure that's a bad thing. Give a year off and regroup. Um, Then once that happens, look, and there's been talk, there have been meetings, um, about getting a Southern League team here, I would love that. I, I actually go to Pensacola every year. I, I worked in Pensacola for four years. We used to live there. We loved it. We go back to Pensacola every summer, and almost every summer we go to a, to a Blue Wahoos game. Now, that the Pensacola team is the absolute model for the you know best minor league baseball. It's got, they won an award as the second-best stadium in all minor league baseball, mm-hmm. and it's a size city that – that can catch momentum. In Pensacola, it's a big deal. Minor League New Orleans has never considered itself a minor league city, and minor league anything is going to struggle in New Orleans. Um, I do think baseball can work here. 
Um, I personally, and I watch a lot of baseball. Um, I would rather see a double A team here than a triple A team. You're, you're seeing better players. My, my, for instance, is in all the years the Marlins were the triple A team, we're, we're the parent organization, and we were the triple A team. The single best prospect they ever had come through that organization was Christian Yelich, the National League MVP last year. Christian Yelich went straight from double A to the majors. Never even came to New Orleans. He actually came here one time later on a rehab assignment, but. The point is, if you follow the double-A team, you got to see this incredible young talent for a whole year. Um, the way triple-A is used, it's not so much. It's almost like a, a taxi squad. It's sort of like your aging practice squad. If you look at the triple-A teams, that's, every team has six or seven guys in their 30s, whereas the double-A team is all the 22-year-olds who are flying up. Anyway, I know that was probably longer than you wanted me to talk, but I'm okay with the triple-A team leaving, I would love to see a double-A team come. And I'm okay if there's a year gap. I think that might actually help breed some excitement. And I do think they're going to have to do some upgrades to those stadiums because if you go to any other minor league stadiums, most of them are going to have a lot more modern things to them than that one, which is not a modern stadium. Uh, two things, Doug Mouton. Number one, um, that is a great plan that I hadn't heard before. And number two, you can never talk too long, my friend. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I, look, I mean, we're, we're about to hit the football season. I mean, I could talk Tulane. I could talk LSU. I could talk Saints forever. And we're talking about minor league baseball, which based on attendance, uh, if you're trying to read your audience, <laughs> I, my guess is your audience is like, what the hell are they talking about? Yeah. LSU and Tulane are about to kick off this week. <laughs> idiots talking about baseball. Anyway. Well, let's go to our professional football team here with Doug Mouton, sports director for WWL-TV Channel 4. Uh, roster projections are always something that's, I don't know, fun but futile to do. Uh, yeah. I did mine tonight. I had the – like, I always try to throw one wild projection in there just so, you know, I can be the guy. See, I got it right, even though I never – get it right um i had emmanuel butler not making the team i realize that is probably well not going to happen he's going to make the team uh, is there any surprise cut doug that you may see coming that well maybe the rest of us will be surprised about and you won't yeah wow that's a great question i i am positive there's going to be at least one or two guys that is because sean payton does it every year that are these two guys are in every run's projections to make the team, and they don't. There's going to be a couple of those. I'm not – and I actually haven't sat down and done a whole roster projection. Maybe I should just to get the feel of it. I am definitely not convinced Emmanuel Butler makes it. I, I would definitely not call that a done deal. Um, but, you know, I, I mean, certainly he's not the first three. And, look, Keith Kirkwood was a guy I loved at wide receiver, and he hasn't been seen now in a couple of weeks, so that becomes a big issue. And then a guy like Simi Cobbs, who is a lot like Keith Kirkwood, has actually done a lot of good things in the last couple of weeks. I think the Saints somehow figure out a way to keep Cyril Grayson around, um, although I do think he's a practice squad guy. I think Deontay Harris makes the team, and you, and you sort of have to call him a wide receiver. So it, it might come down to Simi Cobbs or Emmanuel Butler, with Deontay Harris as the five, but you saw Sean Payton last week put in, he was asked about it during the week. And he said, look, with Deontay Harris, Bobby Hebert actually asked him, he said, could you use him in the ways you use Tommy Lee Lewis? And he said, he said, that's one thing we got to try to figure out. Can we get, if he's our, if he's our guy, can we get, can we find snaps for him is the way Sean Payton said it. Meaning is there some other use, even if it's just bringing him in and, 
giving them to him on jet sweeps or fake jet sweeps. I think he's your, your fifth receiver. Um, so, so really you got one spot probably for a number four receiver. And it's probably either semi cops or Emmanuel Butler. And I'm not sure I wouldn't vote on semi cops. Uh, that's well, that is interesting. I have no idea how to handicap this, by the way. And everybody has their own take on who's actually going to be in and out of that receiver group. Sounds like, and correct me if I heard you wrong here, Doug. Uh, Austin Carr kicked Kirkwood off. Is that right? Is that what I heard? Yeah, no, you see, Austin Carr, I, I would not have on my roster. Okay, all right. Yeah, Austin. That I would not. No, I think Traquan Smith has emerged as your three. I think he's had a good camp. He seems to have figured it out. I think he's the most talented of those guys. The knock on him was that he often didn't understand what the offense was doing. And actually, of all the interviews we did through, and it's you know it's only a couple of weeks of camp, but you talk to so many guys every day that there's literally so many of them. Two things stood out to me the most in all the interviews we did. One was in California. I was unbelievably impressed with Marshawn Lattimore, who has always, he, look, there, there's some guys who come in and they're grownups and some guys, look, I'm in my fifties. So I look at got these guys a little different. Demario Davis is a grown up the day he walks in the door. Some guys come in and they're like dealing with a big teenager. You know what I mean? And Marshawn Lattimore in Los Angeles was so much more mature and introspective and self-analytical in a way that I really hadn't heard him be. And that like set off like an alarm, you know, for me, it was like, this guy is ready to break out in a big way because as talented as he is, I, I think he now is becoming a grown up to the point that he gets it in a whole different way. And I don't mean that as a criticism. God knows I was an idiot kid when I was 22. <laughs> so I don't mean that as a criticism <laughs> sure. of somebody who's got a lot of kid in them. So I don't want it to come out that way. But he, that was number one. <laughs> number two was Traquan Smith, who was so ridiculously honest when we talked to him. We said, you know, what was the deal last year? And he said so many times he would come out of a huddle and he would know the play. And then Drew Brees would look at him. And he would give him a look, and he knew that that look meant the play was changing, but he didn't know, have any idea what the look, what that play now was. You know what I mean? He had no idea how to interpret all of the, all of the gestures and looks that, you know, Mike Thomas just knows what he means when he looks at him. You know, Marcus Colson just knew. And, and Trey Quad Smith, it was really funny listening to him about trying to figure out. Once he got out of the huddle, he was good. And then by the time he's at the line of scrimmage, he said he had no idea what to do sometimes. And I think a, the light has gone on for him. Maybe not totally, but at least enough where I think he's the number three guy. And I think he's super talented. Nobody would ever argue that. Um, so I think he's the three. So really, you're looking for a four and then a five. And I think the five is Deontay Harris because what he does for you in special teams. So the four is the guy that you can play in the offense that can also play in special teams. And maybe they keep six wide receivers, but I don't think so. I think they keep five and and then, you know, keep Cyril Grayson. And then, hey, look, Emmanuel Butler could be a practice squad guy for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, so, But I, that's that's my guess. 
Okay, help me out with one more uh, in whatever time uh, you want to give us here, Doug. We're talking to Doug Mouton of WWL TV Channel 4. If Nick Easton, the offensive guard they signed to a $22.5 million deal, wasn't guaranteed $4 million of that this year, he probably wouldn't make this roster. I can't figure out whether the Saints are going to take a net loss with that cut and just keep a guy like Will Clapp, or they say, well, we can't really do that, so they're going to keep Easton. Do you have any idea or any guess what they're going to do with that offensive line? Well, I think that's, I think that's a smart question because I agree with you. Easton has it. Uh, uh, a friend of mine was talking today about you go out and get Javian Clowney and trade Andres Pete. I was like, are you crazy? There's no way you could trade one of your five. I mean, look, I love the five starting offensive linemen. There's no way on earth you could trade one of those guys. First of all, it's your, the depth is worse than offensive line than any place on the team. That's the last thing you would want to do. Um, but I agree with you. I agree with your theory 100% that Nick Easton is definitely on the bubble. I think uh, Cam Tom is probably your sixth guy. And, and the advantage of Andres Pete is that if any of the five go down, um, you could put Cameron Tom in to replace him. If a guard goes down, obviously Tom plays that. If a center goes down, Tom does that. And if a tackle goes down, you move Pete to tackle and Tom plays guard. So either way, Tom is your first backup. I would guess that Easton is your second. Then you keep one of the swing tackles. I'm guessing Michael Ola, um, either Ola or Oma May. And then then Will Clapp would be your nine, and he would also be on the bubble. But I have not been super impressed by Easton. I absolutely think if the Saints thought it would help more to have someone else, that they would cut the salary. I don't think the person – making the money would, would make a difference to them, especially in a backup role. I, I, I don't think they would keep them just because – I think they would just take the $4 million loss if they thought. If Nick Easton makes the team, it won't be because he's got money coming to him. It'll be because he, they thought he'd be better in a, in a situation where they need somebody than, than whoever the other – nice guy would be yep well said and they do have what six million dollars in cap space or so so they can take a little bit of a hit he's doug mouton sports director for wwl tv channel four you can watch him there every day and he's on twitter at d mouton wwl buddy always appreciate the conversations man yeah, look, and i'm sorry that i took your questions too long i get you know three minutes on tv <laughs> so actually the opportunity to talk I, I take it and run with it too much i'm sorry I was, I'm, no doug I'm I was, westbrook is a point guard no one else is getting the ball i was just i was telling you Last time I, I did fourth down on four, I was like, Doug, I'm so sorry. I'm used to doing these, you know, long monologues on radio. I took up all your time. So uh, back at you, man. Yeah. There you go. All right, Seth. <laughs> okay. Anytime. All right. Thanks, man. Right. Doug Mouton, WWL TV Channel 4. We'll take a quick break. We're coming back with your calls at 504 260 1870. Our text line is 870 870. It's the last lap on WWL. Celebrate and save at Ashley's Anniversary Sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep Mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details.